WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Tuesday, June 13th. Here's the midday news from Lance Lucky. New York City needs a new leader of the NYPD after Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell announced her resignation yesterday. Jillian Snyder is an adjunct lecturer at John Jay College of Criminal Justice and a former NYPD officer. She credits Sewell for bringing morale up among officers, but says her authority over the NYPD was never made clear. Most of my students, they just automatically default to who's on television wearing the NYPD windbreaker when something happens. And that's always Eric Adams. Sewell did not give a reason for her departure after only a year and a half on the job. In a statement, Mayor Adams thanked Sewell for her leadership. The NYPD's Hate Crime Task Force is investigating after three men vandalized pride flags outside the Stonewall National Monument in Manhattan. Police say the group was walking past the monument in Christopher Park over the weekend when they began breaking pride flags attached to a fence. The monument sits across the street from the Stonewall Inn, the site of the 1969 uprisings that were a catalyst for the gay rights movement. City Council member Eric Bott who's gay and represents the Lower Manhattan community, tweeted, if anyone thinks this is going to intimidate us or weaken our resolve, they're mistaken. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline. Three historic sites in the Bronx have officially become New York City landmarks. The Landmarks Preservation Commission voted unanimously today to grant the Bronx Opera House, as well as a century-old firehouse in Belmont and a fire alarm telegraph bureau landmark status. The Opera House in the South Bronx was a major center for the growing Latin music scene in the 1960s. It was built as a theater and restaurant in 1912 and showcased early Broadway acts along the subway circuit. Breathe easy today. The air quality well into the good range. at 75 degrees WNYC. What should I play? I haven't even tried this piano yet. Why don't we play a little bit of a piece that I think you might know. It's a new season of the Open Ears Project. I'm Terrence McKnight, here with stories from people who share the piece of classical music that guided them through some of the most important chapters in their lives. Listen now wherever you get podcasts. For WNYC, I'm Michael Hill. This summer was supposed to mark a turning point for Airbnb and other vacation rentals in New York City. That's thanks to Local Law 18, a city rule that's supposed to eliminate thousands of illegal short-term rentals across the city. 
but city officials have now twice delayed the enforcement of the rule, and some members of the city council are concerned the agency responsible for enforcing the new law doesn't have enough staff to do so. WNYC data reporter Jacqueline Jeffrey Walensky has been following the story, and she joins us now. Jacqueline, why are these short-term rentals thought to be a problem, and how big of a problem is it? So proponents of the law say that what Airbnb and other platforms like Verbo are doing is they take apartments from the full-time market and they basically turn them into hotel rooms. It's tough to know exactly how many illegal Airbnbs there are in the city, but officials say there could be as many as 10,000. So you've got 10,000 units that they say could be residential apartments, but are instead being used for tourists. So what exactly is illegal when it comes to these short-term rentals? Yeah, so under New York State's multiple dwelling law, in most cases, you can't just rent out your entire home or apartment for less than 30 days. In order to be legal, you have to be living in the residence as the host, and the guests and the host have to have access to all the spaces in the house, like there can't be locks. So if the apartments are already illegal, what's the point of the new law? Yeah, great question. The problem is that in the past, it's been really hard to enforce the multiple dwelling law. So the city's Office of Special Enforcement, or OSE, they're responsible for identifying the hosts who break the law. They basically had to rely on complaints and the fines that they levied often didn't get paid. What Local Law 18 does is that it requires hosts to register their properties with the city in order for them and Airbnb to get paid. So in other words, if you're not registered, people literally won't be able to book the listing on Airbnb and illegal rentals like those full apartments simply won't be able to register. Jacqueline, how has the registration process been going so far? It's been pretty slow going, honestly. So the registration portal opened up in March and they've gotten close to 800 applications, but only 13% have actually been fully reviewed by the staff at OSE and only 36 applications have actually been approved. And to put that into perspective, there are over 40,000 listings on Airbnb alone. Only 14,000 of them are active, but still that's not including other sites like Verbo and Booking.com. And one issue that's come up for several city council members, including the ones who co-sponsored the law and really supported it, is that there's a serious staff shortage at the Office of Special Enforcement. We're talking like 28 roles filled out of 60 budgeted. So that's a 50% vacancy rate compared to 8% citywide. And city officials are saying that's because some of the roles use a civil service hiring process, which is more time consuming. What does the Office of Special Enforcement have to say about all this, Jacqueline? Honestly, not a lot. They really wouldn't answer questions about how staff levels might affect enforcement of the law. Jacqueline, when is this law set to take effect now? Great question. The law was first delayed from May to July, and at the time there was a ton of scrambling and confusion. Hosts were canceling listings. And then earlier this month, Airbnb and a couple of hosts actually sued the city. And then shortly after that, the city announced it was delaying enforcement again until after the peak tourist season. Now it won't start until September 5th. But we're going to keep tabs on the situation and on the data as that enforcement deadline gets closer. WNYC data reporter Jacqueline Jeffrey Walensky reporting this morning on the city's efforts to enforce regulations on the Airbnb or short-term rental industry. Jacqueline, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. 
Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. More this evening 